If you have ever been frustrated about keeping all your prospects, clients, and deal flows organized, you are going to love this episode all about organization as a time-saving strategy in sales. I'm going to share with you easy-to-implement ideas that have saved my clients thousands of dollars worth of time. And stick with us till the end because Julie is going to reveal top app recommendations that will help you get organized and stay that way. Plus, we got a couple of special surprises at the end you don't want to miss. You are listening to The Smarter Sales Show, where sales challenges are solved with tech and technique, so you can sell more and stress less. Please welcome your hosts, sales experts and funny ladies, Merit Khan and Julie Holmes. Hello and welcome to The Smarter Sales Show. I'm Julie Holmes, and I am a tech expert that specializes in connecting apps to salespeople who need them. I have been a nerd since my very first Commodore 64. (laughs) And I'm Merit Khan. I've been leading sales training, coaching, and consulting projects for entrepreneurs, sales teams, and sales leaders since 1998. I bring all kinds of sales expertise technique to this team. (laughs) Well, this week's sales challenge comes to us from one of our genius listeners, who sent us an email basically saying, I cannot see to stay on top of everything. Mm. In fact, I could hear the overwhelm coming through the email. They wrote, I feel like I need some time management tips, but when I try to organize my time better, it never really works. What am I missing? Can you help? Yes. Oh, Merit, can we help? (laughs) Of course we can help. This is a sales challenge. Gosh, darn it. (laughs) That's what we're here for. (laughs) I think what's really fascinating about this is the distinction between organization and time management. And Mm -hmm. I think there's a little bit of a difference. I relate to it like organization is about things, like the process, and then time management is about how you plan your time. So how do you see it? I think that's a great distinction. Getting organized will ultimately save you time. Time management to me is definitely about how do you invest or prioritize the time you already have. Mm. So ideally, if you were to tackle organization first, then that would give you more time to play with when you started looking at time management. Yeah. But I think what our listener pointed out is absolutely true. Sales is a time investment. Like there are a lot of balls juggling in the air and there's a lot of moving parts. And if you don't have a handle on where everything is and where you should be investing your time, you're going to struggle to close deals and you're going to struggle to do justice to your prospects. I was just talking about this with a client the other day. We were talking about just mapping it out onto a real life situation. So in my kitchen, I have my coffee cups in the cabinet above my coffee machine. Right next to it is the coffee and the filters. Everything's together. If you need a spoon for your creamer, it's in the drawer right under the coffee maker. But I went to visit a friend one time and the mugs were all the way on this side of the kitchen and the coffee (laughs) machine was all the way on this side of the kitchen and the refrigerator's all the way over there for the creamer. And in my mind, I'm thinking this is completely unorganized. This is not saving time. And I don't know about you, but when I have my coffee, I need to think clearly and I need things to be easy before I have my coffee so I can make my coffee. (laughs) And so I think that organizing the sales process is a lot the same. 
I can remember when I was just starting in sales and I had, oh gosh, this is back in the days when we had paper files and folders. So I mm -hmm. had folders, manila folders for every month of the year. And then I had another set of folders that was labeled one through 31. And so if I had follow up mm -hmm. with somebody, I would just put a post-it in the right folder. And I cannot tell you how many times <laughs> things not only literally fell, like, fell through the cracks, but literally fell through my folders to the bottom of the drawer and then nothing happened. So I was completely, uh, I shouldn't say this in our public podcast, but I was completely unorganized with my systems and with my sales process. Mm. It cost me business. It definitely cost me business. That was a painful time. Yeah. I know what's funny though, is I think that you're being too hard on yourself because you weren't unorganized. You weren't disorganized. You had a system. It just wasn't a very reliable system. Okay. So that's the next part of it, right? Like you might say you're organized or somebody might say I'm really organized sometimes or in some ways I'm organized. Mm. So then it starts to come into, you know, how do we make organization pervasive and make it part of our day-to-day -day activities so that things don't fall through the cracks? That's why I love you, Julie. <laughs> you make me feel a little bit better. I have a flaw. Don't worry. I'm going to make you feel worse when I start talking about all the apps you uh, ought to be using. Uh, right? uh, yeah, I, <laughs> there's always an app for that. I know. I know. I've learned. So let's start with some technique. What could you share from a sales technique perspective around organization? I think we should focus on organization as a tool for time saving. So yeah. what techniques do you have to offer? As I think reflect back on my own situations, what I wished I would have done, because I feel like I was following up with a lot of people that really didn't merit, pardon the pun, they weren't worthy of the follow-up. So I wished I was more organized and I hear this from my clients all the time. They wish they're more organized in their sales process so that they know that they're qualifying or disqualifying people sooner in their process. That's organizing their whole approach so that when they implement the tools that we're going to learn from you in a moment, it makes sense. Otherwise, you know, if somebody's not qualified, then you just put them in that automated follow-up system. But that's what I wished I would have done. So for example with the prospect where I had it written on a post-it that they wanted, they were calling me about speaking at a luncheon. And what I should have done earlier in the process was qualified that opportunity to see if it made sense for me to take this little post-it and put it in the right spot. Instead, mm. I didn't go through that qualification step. And that's when it fell off the out of my radar. And I wish that I would have done that just asked a few qualifying questions. Yeah, I think qualification is a great way, right? Because that's going to limit the amount of things you have to organize. Exactly. So there's a great way to think about organization. And you know this about me, Merit, but all of you listeners, you should all probably know that I own a labeler and I am not afraid to use it. <laughs> like I have a special relationship with my labeler and I've been known to bring it to people's houses and be like, so listen, while we're having wine, oh. I'm just going to go and label your pantry. Is that okay? Let me me just get started on that. Oh my God, get over here, girl. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh yeah, we'll work for wine. So if we think about organization, organization is in tiers. That first tier is deciding what you need to organize and taking out the trash, basically. Yeah. Well, I've got two daughters and when they were younger and we used to talk about organization, I would say we've got to make big piles before we make small piles. 
Hmm. The idea is that if I just went around a room and took up every piece of clothing out of their bedroom and said, let's just start getting the clothes out of the way. So you pick one thing, one big thing, and you go, great, let's get prospects organized. Hmm. You work through it that way so that you are making progress and you are checking boxes. And that's a pretty rewarding experience. That makes all the sense in the world. I love that. And that is actually a good lead into the tech side of things, because once you've organized those big piles like you're talking about, and you've got some strategy to qualify or disqualify to see if they make it into that big pile in the first place, then we want to apply the tech solutions so that you're making sure that you're organized and saving time within each of those piles. Is that Would that be right? That's a great tool. I mean, if you were to talk about technology in organization, the tech in organization to me does two primary things. It helps me to see everything that I need to do and when I need to do it. But the other thing that it does is it enables notifications. So in my lifetime in enterprise technology, I spent about 10 years focusing on business intelligence and on analytic apps. One of the things that I used to always say to customers is you are wasting so much time looking at information and looking at data that you aren't going to take action on. Mm. Like, why are you looking at that? So I used to always say, if you're going to ask for a piece of information, what is the action you are going to take on that piece of information if it's high, if it's low, or if it's no change? Yeah. Like, what are you looking for? And if they would just be like, well, I just want to look at it. And then I'd be like, well, you're wasting time. There's so many sales managers that track things because they think they're supposed to, and then they don't do anything with that data. God, we could do a whole episode on just that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, let's come up with that idea later. Okay, so so when it comes to tech, let's first talk about the organization side of things, right? So the organization side of things is just getting a handle on all of your different piles as a sales professional. And this is true whether you sell full-time for a living and that is your role and your job title, or whether you actually are a business owner and you are sales as part of your role, or whether you are, you know, someone who is a reluctant salesperson, like whatever it is. So first up is to figure out what does your sales process look like so that at any given moment you can see where things are in the process. And I love a good project and task management system for that. Now your CRM ideally will do this for you. But if you're not yet using a CRM or if your CRM isn't uh, robust enough to handle like true task management in a sales process, then I recommend going with a friendly project and task management system like Asana Mm -hmm. or Trello or Evernote. I was actually just working on a sales project with a client not too long ago and Even in the first week of working with them, I was so overwhelmed by all of the different, sometimes we do this and only if we do this and when Mm. this, and I thought, oh, I've got to get a handle on this because it changes changes your mindset, Merit, at least for me. Now, different people function differently, but I can't work in clutter. Yeah. So that was the first thing was to get that all organized. The other thing is that once you've done that, one of the most valuable tools that I can recommend is search tools. There are all kinds of great statistics out there, but I think everybody would agree that we waste more time looking for things than we do anything else. Like the time that we spent, I'm sure that guy sent me an email about what he wanted in terms of terms on that contract. Oh my gosh, I've got to find that email. Or, oh, I wrote something down in my notebook 
because I love to write notes. I wrote something down in my notebook. And when I wrote something down in my notebook, now I can't go back and find which page it was on. That's me. (laughs) Oh, been there all the time, been there. So that's the second one is making sure that you have good search. And then the last one is making sure that you have some good notification systems in place so that things are being surfaced to you when you should action them. As opposed to you, like, let's just take your example, Merit, which was great. You had all these folders, but that meant that on any given day, you had to go back and look and see like, oh, should I do anything this day? No? Okay, good. Just checking. What about tomorrow? Do I have anything? No, not tomorrow. But already you've wasted time looking. Right. Those post-its weren't like talking to me. (laughs) Hey, hey, there's a post-it in here. (laughs) Quick, quick, open up, open up. Uh, it'd be more like this, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Until you opened up the folder, I cracked myself Talking up. Talking post-it. So, there, there must be an app for that. Oh, <laughs> I bet there. I'm going to make one. So having those things that prompt you to take action at the right time so that you get to relax and stay focused on the task at hand. Mm. I'd love to offer some apps. Can I give you some yes, of my favorite please, apps? Yes, please, please, Okay. Okay, I've got apps and I've got an actual product, which I love. First up, I already mentioned Asana and Trello. Asana is hands down my favorite task management system. And here's what I will remind you. It doesn't have to be a corporate system for you to benefit from it. Mm. If you want to be good, it is your job to go and find out what you need to do to make yourself good, whether it was a mandate from corporate or not. Mm. So stop using corporate as an excuse to not get yourself together. Amen to that. (laughs) Yeah. And how? (laughs) I would add Evernote to that list. So Evernote is brilliant. Let me just tell you that if you needed a receipt for something that I purchased six years and 11 months ago (laughs) from a particular store that had to do with shoes, my husband with great pride could retrieve that physical receipt for you in about five minutes. That is frightening. Oh, it's terrifying. (laughs) Uh, Believe me, I've spent... 20 years of marriage in a constant state of bank account reconciliation. <laughs> but, but what's more important is that two years ago, just under two years ago, I convinced him, and it was a hard convincing, to move to Evernote. And now he scans every single receipt. And so every receipt gets scanned, but that means that everything is searchable. So even a printed receipt that he takes a photo of and shoves in Evernote, he can now scan that. And that's true of handwritten notes too. So if I handwrite something, Evernote has capability where it converts that handwritten text into searchable or OCR, object character recognition. So you can search your handwritten notes. So imagine if every time you took notes, you just put it into Evernote and now you can find everything. It can read my handwriting and know what I mean? Well, depends on your handwriting, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of it, it can, which is awesome. That takes me to... A cool tool. A cool tool that I love is called Rocketbook. Now, Rocketbooks, have you ever heard of a Rocketbook, Mary? I've seen that. Yeah, I saw Uh, it. I don't... Yeah, Rocketbooks are awesome. They're awesome for people like me because I like to write because I like the physical act of writing things down because it helps me to put things into memory and it helps me to organize my thoughts and I doodle a lot. Yeah, me too. You know, I'm very visual. And so I write in my rocket book, but rocket books, which you can get on Amazon or whatever, and I'll put a link in the show notes along with all the other cool stuff I recommend. But rocket books first are erasable. So you write with an erasable pen. And then when you're done, there's a couple different kinds. One, you put in the microwave and you bake off the ink. What? And you get a clean notebook and start over. And then the other one, you can just wipe with a wet cloth. 
you let it dry and then you can reuse it again. So really good for the environment, which is nice. Mm. And then the second thing is, is that it's got automations built in and an app because there's an app for that, (laughs) where you can have automations built in so that when I write this page of notes, I can check a box at the bottom and that box says, put this in my OneNote. Or that box might say, put this in my Dropbox. Or it might say, put it in my Evernote. And as soon as I take a picture with the Rocketbook app, then it automatically files it for me. So super cool to have things being filed and automated. So that's Rocketbook's super great tool for getting organized. And then finally, I want to mention a couple of options when it comes to doing automated follow-up. So automated follow-up or triggering actions can be done with things like Boomerang or even Outlook. Like if there's one thing that you could focus on this week, it is figuring out how to snooze emails or how to put triggers on emails so that they pop back up when you want to action them, Mm. as opposed to just leaving them in your inbox. Because that is grounds to be lost at sea. Can you actually craft the email? Well, I guess you could craft it in that moment when you're thinking about it and then snooze it for sending later. You could, yeah. You can save it as a draft. You can put notes in it. There's some great add-ons for Outlook and for Gmail. So like there's Boomerang or there's some great add-ons for Outlook. And I'll, I'll put a couple references down in the notes. But basically, there's all kinds of things where you can even have discussion with other people about an email before you send it. Huh. So email is not what we think of it as in the past, right? In the past, it was I write an email, I send an email. I receive an email, I file an email. Now it's like a whole communication system Hmm. where I've got, you know, like I should be getting a message back about this a week from now and I should be looking for a response. One of the coolest things that my email does is that I'll say like, I expect to, um, I want to follow up on this in a week if I haven't gotten a reply. Mm. it'll see if it's gotten a reply and then it will be like, hey, you didn't get a reply. You better chase this up. That's really smart. And I like what you started at the very beginning, organizing the steps of the sales process. That's sort of like, that's in my area of expertise with the organizing Mm. the sales process around technique, but integrating that into the CRM, integrating that with your project management tools, with your email system so that, you know, you could have, I've learned from you, right? You could have like your email templates. You can use your right technique for the right step in the sales process. So you're really using that framework of sales process organization and these Mm -hmm. tools tuck in nice and neatly under that to make that organized sales process really work for you in a very smart, time-saving way. And I think one of the things that you talk about, Merit, which I think is so important in this particular realm, is that because your technique is so repeatable, one of the benefits from an organization perspective is that we get to settle into that. So people lose a lot of time recreating the wheel. Ugh. There's almost like a tech caution, Mm. the tech, you know, the beware tech ahead, you know, like I'm a big fan of tech, but what we tend to do is that we get, oh, I want to go do this new shiny thing. And it ends up taking us down this massive rabbit hole, or we end up putting a process or a system in place that takes us 10 times longer than if we just done it. Yeah. That's me. Having clear, repeatable techniques and strategies frees you up from having to overthink every step of the journey. Another perfect marriage of tech and technique right there. (laughs) I love it. Chocolate and peanut butter. Oh, well, (laughs) chocolate, peanut butter, yum. (laughs) Okay, 
So, and if you haven't gone back and listened to our tune up and tech up your sales follow-up episode, this was something, you know, some of the tools and the techniques we talk about in that sales follow-up episode are really relevant to this organization section. So go back and listen to that episode if you haven't already. And I think that based on what we had talked about today, I think a good next episode challenge would be to really look at analyzing the sales process, the data that you're collecting, and how does that inform the decisions that you're making moving forward about the techniques and the things, the areas you want to improve on and what's your most efficient sales strategies. So I think that would be a good way to let's tee that one up for our next episode, shall we? In. Yeah, let's do it. I'm I, what I just heard was Julie, please come and talk about nerdy stuff <laughs> like key performance indicators and statistics and metrics. Uh, and um oh, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna need a second. <laughs> oh, that was exciting. I'm looking forward to that episode. That's why I love you because you get excited and nerd out about all the things that just make my hair stand on end. Uh, data, <laughs> analyzing data, just shoot me now. <laughs> but the good news is, so everybody can be more organized. So look, here's the short version, right? If you've just skipped to the end of this podcast, shame on you. But here's the short version. First and foremost, from Merit, it is go and do some qualification. So get your dirty laundry out of the room before you start to clean the rest of your room. Yes. So do some qualification and make sure that you're focusing on the right people. And from a tech perspective, it is making sure that you are focusing and leveraging tools and technology that will help you to understand your processes and to know when and how to focus on them at the right time with the right amount of energy and intensity to get it done correctly and profitably. So listeners, we have a challenge for you because it's one thing to listen to the podcast and laugh along with us and get some neat new ideas, but none of it's going to matter until you implement something. So what's the one thing that you're going to take away, get into action with immediately? Like as soon as you listen through past the bloopers and what are you going to do? Like get into action immediately. And then let us know, let us know how that works. Send us an email with uh, your results, how things, you know, what you used, how it turned out for you and email us your upcoming questions that you would like us to tackle on another episode. So you can send those emails to hello at thesmartersalesshow.com and we will look at those and choose a good session for the next time. Yeah. So next time we know that we're going to be talking about analyzing your sales processes and understanding where success come from. So know that that's coming up in the next one. And listen, if you found this episode fun enjoyable, educational, adorable, whatever word (laughs) you want to use, (laughs) whatever word you want to use. Like if you listen to this and thought, oh my gosh, that's a great idea. Then right now, stop what you're doing. Okay. Maybe right after the bloopers, stop (laughs) what you're doing and just go and take a minute and rate us. Rate us and review us so that other people can help to find this podcast. And, uh, you know, the truth is, is while Merit and I love talking to each other, we also like talking to all of you. So help us do that by putting out the message and sharing our podcast with other go-getters who are committed to driving more business with sales tech and technique. And don't forget to check out the show notes for links and quotes from today's episode. You have been listening to The Smarter Sales Show. I'm Julie Holmes. And I'm Merit Khan. And until next time, enjoy your sales tech and technique. Sell more, stress less. 
Be sure to tune in every Wednesday to the Smarter Sales Show. If you want a tech and technique solution to your sales challenge, send an email to hello at thesmartersalesshow.com. And don't forget to check out the show notes. If you'd like a transcript of today's show with links to the tools we mentioned during the episode, as well as reminders when the episodes are released, please visit our website and subscribe to our email updates at thesmartersalesshow.com. I've been leading sales and sales training, management. uh, Oh, gosh, I'm going to do my intro again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.